What up, everybody? Welcome to The Ordinary Project. I am your host, Frank Bernardo, and I am super excited because this is the first episode, and let me tell you what The Ordinary Project is. So how do I, how do I, how do I box this for you? So The Ordinary Project is something that is super, that I'm super passionate about because there's a lot of extraordinary things that happen in the world, and I want everybody to know that you don't have to be extraordinary to do these things. Most things, almost all things, are created by ordinary people. We're all ordinary. So there's a lot of unsung, unknown people that have done extraordinary things. And so I want to take this podcast and highlight that and show you all the amazing things that have happened that you probably don't know about. So we're going to get right into it. Now, the first one I'm super excited about. So Flaming Hot Cheetos. Flaming Hot Cheetos. So full disclosure, I'm not a super big fan of Flaming Hot Cheetos, but Flaming Hot Cheetos are, it's an amazing product that if it's if I'm not mistaken, it's Frito Lay's number one selling chip. It's not it's not really a chip. It's it's a Cheeto. So a Cheeto has it's kind of like its own thing, right? Um, there's people selling like a Cheeto that looks like whale and looks like you know a religious figure for millions of dollars on on eBay. But so let's talk about the let's talk about flaming hot Cheetos. So that brings us to Richard. Um, Montanez. So Richard Montanez right now is the vice president of multicultural sales and community promotions across PepsiCo's North American division. How did he get started? That is the amazing story that we're going to talk about right now. So let's, uh, let's get into this. Richard Montanez. So Richard Montanez was actually an immigrant born in Mexico. He grew up in a city called Gasti, G-A-U-A-S-T-I. It's a small town in Ontario, California. Now, Richard lived with 10 siblings in a one-bedroom apartment in Ontario, California. Um, that's crazy. That's 10 siblings. I I tried to live in a one-bedroom with three kids at one time, and that was Mm-mm, that was not tolerable. So he's he he grew up speaking Spanish. He didn't he wasn't he didn't learn or he didn't know any other language. He went to uh, regular school. Um, you know he was he knew he was different when he when he got on a bus and the buses he got on were green versus the yellow bus that everybody else got on. So he knew he was different. And when he went to school, his mom in third grade sent him with a burrito to eat. So I believe this was in the 60s, 50s or 60s, and he he there, there weren't burritos just like hanging out like there are today. So most kids had like bologna sandwiches and and fruit and and you know things like that. And so you know he felt really out of place and uncomfortable. And so when he came home from school in the 3rd grade, he said, you know, mom, can you can you make me a bologna sandwich like these other kids and what his mom did which I think is very it's it's very funny and I think it's a pivotal point in his life to where his mom gave him two burritos he gave him one burrito to eat and then gave him another burrito to make a friend what he did is he started selling these burritos to his classmates 
for like a quarter a piece or something like that. And um, that was in third grade. So he grew up and he, he was the, the quintessential, you know, hardworking, you know, man who um, had landscaping jobs, had gardening jobs, had, you know, one of his uh, not so fond memories was uh, slaughtering chickens. In, um, and then in 1976, he had a friend that told him about a janitorial position that opened up in the uh, Frito-Lay factory in Rancho Cucamonga. And <laughs> he thought, he felt that this job would change things for him. Um, and his grandfather, when he told his grandfather about the, the job opportunity, he says, make sure that floor shines and let them know that a Montanez mopped it. And what it sounds like based on this story is that there was a tremendous amount of work ethic in his family. And that's really key here. So he went to go apply for this job, and he couldn't fill out the application. His girlfriend, who's now his wife at the time, um, helped him fill it out. And he filled it out, and he ended up getting the job. So now he's the janitor at the Frito-Lay factory. Um, so one of the things that he did is that the CEO at the time put out a memo to the entire company saying that every employee is an owner of this company and that's how they should act. Um, that's not verbatim. I don't know exactly what the memo said, but um, what happened was is that he decided to get some, he, he decided to take interest in the company itself. So he actually went on a route with one of the delivery drivers that, that um, took the, the packages of chips to the convenience stores and such. And when he went in there, he saw that, the one thing that was missing was the Hispanic culture in the chip industry. He looked at the chips and he saw that the Hispanic world was not represented in any way, shape or form. So he, he saw that as an opportunity. Um, so there was no, so in his words, there was no products catering to Latinos in any way, shape or form. So what happened was, is when he was working, uh, one of the in the process while the chip while the Cheetos were being made, machine broke down and a a a bunch of Cheetos didn't get dusted with the cheese. And so what happened is he took a bunch of that undusted Cheetos home and started playing with them and started playing with different uh, spices. And um, he was inspired by the corn that you would get on like. Out here in Los Angeles, we have um, we had vendors that go on the corner and they sell fruit, they sell corn, they sell hot dogs, they sell a whole bunch of different things. But the corn vendors are very – it's very cool because they put a whole bunch of uh, Mexican spices and butter and mayonnaise and all this stuff on corn. It's, it's super delicious. Um, they do the same thing with fruit, by the way, That's which is my favorite. I love to get the mango with um, tahine. Tahine is – it's an amazing spice. And so – he took that inspiration and started playing with these ideas with the Cheetos, and um, he put together what he what ended up becoming flaming hot Cheetos. Um, so his family and all the people that he kind of like used as like his focus group, um, unbeknownst focus group, um, they loved it so much that they urged they urged him to call and talk to the CEO of Frito Lay. So how crazy is that? 
to call the CEO of a company and say, oh, by the way, I'm the janitor and I have this idea. So um, Roger Enrico was the CEO of Frito-Lay at that time. So nobody told him what he couldn't do. And that's what I think. That, so he, he Richard credits a lot of this to his naivete of what he was supposed to do, what he was not supposed to do. So he took what Richard um, Enrico, Roger Enrico said to heart that he, you know, should be take ownership of the company and um, act as if, and he did. So when he came up with this idea, he cold called the CEO. He cold called the CEO and got the assistant, and the assistant asked him if he was the plant manager for the Rancho Cucamonga store. He said, "No, I'm the janitor." And he said, do you run the janitorial services? He said, no, I'm the actual janitor. And so she put him on hold. And the next thing you know, Roger Enrico picks up the phone and talks to him. Um, <laughs> that And that's crazy. That the CEO picked up the phone, talked to him. I mean, what's the odds that he was there? What's the odds that he wasn't busy? So he picks up the phone, talks to him, and he says, you know what? I think it's a great idea. I'll be there in two weeks, put together a presentation. So the actual plant manager got mad at Richard because now he has to do all these things to get the plant ready for the CEO and all these executives to show up for this presentation that wasn't even put together. Um, There was really no information except he had just had these flaming hot Cheetos that he created. And so um, he had two weeks and he had no marketing skills. He was broken English, no clue what to do. So him and his wife went to the library and got marketing books on how to put together presentations um, and basically how to do this. And he he manufactured a bag that was the product with flaming hot on the on the bag and, and basically had everything ready to go. And when the CEO showed up, he saw the bags and he said, are we already manufacturing these things? And they said, no, Richard put this together. So Richard put together this presentation in front of 50s executives in Frito-Lay and he put it together in the way that he did not believe he, he did not, not that he didn't believe he did not um, plan on anybody asking questions. So uh, in the middle of his presentation, one of the executives, it, this is a really good question too, asked him, you know, what is the market penetration? What's the market share for this product? And you know, Richard says that he did not plan on questions, that he hadn't read to that part of the marketing book that he got from the library yet, so he wasn't sure what to do. And all he could do was draw on the the information that he had gotten when he'd went out and um, saw the racks of chips at the convenience stores. And the racks of chips were in when you, when you pull your if, if you listen to this, um, if you're not watching the video, um, the racks of chips were so big, and so he felt that was the entire um, opportunity. So he said, you know, he said, "What's the what's the market share?" And he said about this much and he put his arms out and needless to say the presentation was a hit he was a hit and they as i mean you go into any convenience store right now there's flaming hot cheetos there's not only flaming hot cheetos there's flaming hot everything funyuns doritos it's their number one seller and richard um from there he uh he 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 blew up um 
Let me see here. I have some notes here that I'm looking at. In the present day, he is the executive vice president of multicultural sales and community activation for PepsiCo North American divisions. Um, he also does uh, speaking engagements. He does leadership retreats. He dropped out of school in the sixth grade. He has no high school diploma. He has no college diploma, no education, formal education of that sense. And he actually goes to colleges and universities and speaks to people and trains people that have a hundred times higher education than him. That, I mean, I think that's, that's amazing. So he wrote a book um, published in 2013 called A Boy, A Burrito, and a cookie from janitor to executive. So I try to read a book a month. I'm going to read that book. You should read that book for sure. Um, so one of the things <laughs> – this is such a great story. This is this is such an, an amazing story. Um, I'm going to scroll down here to some notes that I have. Um, he, he claims to have a PhD, which is poor, hungry, and determined. Um, I think that's an amazing quote. Um he has a whole bunch of accolades on different things that he's done. Um, the one thing, and one of the reasons I wanted to bring this this podcast to you is because it's it's such an amazing story that in 2019, in August, which was last month, it was announced that Ava Longoria is set to direct Flaming Hot. It's a biopic about Richard, um, and it will be produced in it will be produced by. American Hollywood producer Devin Franklin. So that's going to be coming up. I think that's going to be in the next within the next year. Um, so he goes from slaughtering chickens and gardening to the the biggest um, one of the biggest executives with inside of PepsiCo. His net worth is estimated at fourteen point three million dollars. I mean, come on now, come on. That's what did he do? What did he do? He 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 took action. That's what he did. He took the initiative. He had a fantastic idea and he didn't let anybody stop him. Most people part of the problem with people is that we get into our own heads and we tell each we tell ourselves all the reasons why things won't work. And he had the opposite. He had people that encouraged him to actually do the things that – I mean who would have thought that – like most people would be like, I'm the CEO is not going to talk to me. I'm the janitor. Like I'm just the janitor. Nobody's going to talk to me. So instead of having that mindset, he actually just called up the janitor. Janitor was like, oh, yeah, fine, two weeks. Let me see what you got. And he knocked it out of the park. So the thing here is there's nothing special about Richard Montanez, not at all. There's nothing that separates him from you, him from anybody else. The one thing that separates him is that he took initiative, he took action, and he made something happen. So the thing is, is like, what if that didn't work? What if that, what, what if they didn't like it? So the thing is, is that you just keep taking action. And if you keep taking action and if you keep moving forward, you're going to hit something out of the park eventually. It's, it's, I say it's guaranteed. I say it's guaranteed. So that's that's Richard Montanez. He's going to be on the big screen. He's going to have a movie made out of him. Um, I think it's an amazing, an amazing idea. So um, look him up. Look at his videos. He's a very charismatic guy. He seems to be a very, very nice guy. 
And, you know, hard work is uh, is the key to this story is he put in the effort, he put in the action, and uh, he created something that we all have seen and or enjoyed. I mean, if you have, have a teenage daughter and she just loves these things. Um, so if you have teenagers or you have kids, they've probably tried them and they probably love them. So um, this is one guy that has no education um, nothing special about him, and he created a product that we see on a daily basis with one of the biggest companies in the world. So that's Richard Montanez. I want to thank everybody for being a part of the first episode of The Ordinary Project. I would love for you to subscribe, like, and comment um, on this, um, wherever you see it, if you see it on YouTube, if you see it on Facebook, um, wherever you see it, um, I would love to get some feedback. And if there's somebody that you know of that's ordinary, that does extraordinary things, um, I would love to showcase them on this podcast. So thank you so much to everybody. And I hope everybody has a fantastic day and I will talk to you next time.